Matt in Kansas now. Tim Everson standing by, covers uh, K-State basketball, women's and men's, covers uh, football as well. Tim, it's been an eventful time, especially when you have this overlap. Appreciate you being on with us today. Uh, well, we sent you uh, one of our favorite people in uh, Jerome Tang, and uh, it, it appears that he's fitting in, and people are really liking Jerome. Is, uh, is, uh, what was it like getting to see an actual game? I mean, there were moments after he took over where, like, are they going to have enough players to fill up a team? Did it, uh, uh, what, did the, uh, what was the atmosphere like, and, and was it, uh, do you think they at least have some prospects for, for hanging in there during Big 12 play? Yeah, I'll tell you, it was it was a it's great to be on first of all, but um, it was it was a long lead up because he got hired back in March, and so it's kind of been this uh, just anticipation process of what what's the team going to look like, how different will this be from the ten years of Bruce Weber that we had before, and every kind of step along the way, um, I, I think encouraged a lot of K State fans. Uh, Tank said a lot of the right things. He was bringing in assistants that were uh, highly thought of around the country. Um, the players that he brought in seemed athletic. They seemed like they had a high upside, but still had something to prove, um, which I think is, is something that he really likes to get behind. And so Monday, when they actually you know played a, a real game, it was, it was kind of it was something that was hard to kind of live up to the to the amount of anticipation that had been kind of laid out before it, but it, it kind of did it. They, they came out and they were, they were dominant at points. They're long, they're athletic. They are, they're fun. I mean, it's when Bruce Weber was here, there were lots of high points and there'll be lots of things that K-State fans will hang on to for years and years. But one thing that you probably can't say, even though, even about some of Bruce Weber's best teams is they weren't, as exciting, especially on the offensive end. They were more methodical. They were more more defense-driven and, and, and maybe not, not the best ways. And from what you can take away from one game against a, a, a team like Rio Grande Valley that's not you know the best in the world, is, is they look like they're going to be fun. They look like they're going to compete. And for now, I think that K-State fans, if that's all they're going to be, K-State fans will – be happy with that, but I, I'm sure that everyone is, is excited to see uh, what else is, is, is possible. Are you, it's kind of shocking, isn't it, for him to be able to redshirt three players, given the fact you were like, okay, can they fill out a roster? And I read that, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's redshirting three. And Baylor has had some success over the years with doing that. I didn't think he'd have the ability to to do that with three players. Um, and, uh, so I, I think that's probably a healthy sign. And I think the quote I read is that, you know, he, he thinks that's gonna, uh, almost kind of give them, uh, you know, looking forward, uh, save them two years in some sense. So, uh, but I, I, that had to be shocking to the fans to, to find yeah. out that there were three guys that were going to sit out. And I mean, it, it, it was, I, I think what we expected a couple, we expected, uh, the, the two true freshmen that they have on the team, there was some talk that, that they were in the running. But when when it ended up being three, I, I think it just shows that they, they did end up hitting on a lot of the guys that they got. And that's, I mean, it's going to be so huge 
uh, even for this year. I mean, it's, it's great for those guys later down the road to kind of have that time to develop both, both physically and then, and then mentally. Um, but just to have those guys there, uh, just for practice, just to have them kind of, there's a day in day out, uh, thing for, for the starters to go against, um, during, during Bruce Weber's tenure, there were lots of injury issues. And so there were times where we were told, like, we can't even run five on five in practice right now because we just don't have enough guys. So to have three scholarship players just sitting there to the side, plus a couple walk-ons, I mean, that's, that's, that's got to pay dividends down the road, I, I would think. All right. And Bruce Weber can now, I saw the announcement that he'll be doing some TV now you've you've covered a lot of Bruce and been around him and and uh, seen him at news conferences. Did do you think he'll be a uh, a fun guy on TV? Will he be forthcoming? Will he be able to criticize? How do you think Bruce will be on TV? It'll be interesting, right? Because he Bruce Bruce always said a lot. He was always uh, fairly talkative, um, and he's a super. I mean, he is a great basketball mind. I mean, there's there's plenty. There's plenty to be said about Bruce Weber and criticisms and how things were handled and, and this and that, but he he knows basketball. And so I think if you get a kind of a good experience play-by-play guy in there with him to kind of be able to kind of work with him and feed off him, I think they're going to get – the people that are watching the Big Ten Network are going to really see a lot of – probably a lot of, a lot of gems and a lot of insight that a lot of guys can't bring. I mean, Bruce has been – around for a while and he has had success that everywhere he's been now that success has turned sour but he still knows the game of basketball better than i certainly ever will and so i uh yeah. we're, we don't get the big 10 network around here so i probably won't be watching a lot of games that he's calling but i i would certainly be interested to yeah. uh, see a couple clips just to kind of see how he how he handles it yeah, just view, you know, look in to see if he's gotten a haircut. You know, he promised, exactly. he famously said he wouldn't get a haircut until some people were held accountable by the NCAA. And I don't know if we could call it what happened to Bill Self that, but uh, we can move no, on from, from that. Yeah, that's the, y'all t- I'm sure that comes up enough in your part of the country. Talking to Tim Everson from the Manhattan Mercury. I love the name of the, your newspaper. That's a great. It's a great name, and uh, the Manhattan Mercury. And uh, y'all do a great job on all these things. Now, the, the K State uh, Texas game. I mean, I, I got to admit, I'm driving home from Baylor, Oklahoma, and it was like 31-10. And I'm like, oh, geez, this thing. You know, Texas is gonna, and I shouldn't have done that because Texas has forfeited a lot of leads this year in the second half, and this was like that. I mean, this thing got to. What, 34-27, K-State's got the ball with two and a half minutes left, or about 240 left. Was there a feeling in that stadium, hey, they're going to go either win the game or, or force overtime? I think so. I, I think that they've been they, – K-State hasn't had a whole lot of, of late-game situations that they've had to work their way through, but this is a veteran team. they got tons of not only just regular seniors, but, but, but five- and six-year guys – on that roster. And so I think that it was what, once the tide started to turn, once a couple of scores happened in the, in the second half, there was everyone, I think there was like, all right, this is at least going to overtime. And it, and it probably would have, but it was just kind of a, a, a fluky 
fumble. It was a bad situation for, for Adrian Martinez to be in. And, and, you know, it's, that's why you don't get yourself into those types of situations because then you kind of, you leave a lot up to uh, a lot of the chance and a lot of to uh, just little fluky plays that can, you know, derail an entire game. Did is, is Adrian Martinez? It just seems like the the fandom has kind of fallen in love with him after his run at Nebraska, and and obviously he's done some really good things this year. But then Will Howard steps in, and and he was. I mean, it, it's got it had to be a little awkward in a sense bringing Adrian back in when the other guy's playing so well. Like, and I understand they're maybe going to try to redshirt Howard because they still could preserve that. Has it almost made it a little awkward, in the sense that both guys have been so capable this year, or is it? It was it always? Hey, once Adrian's okay and physically fine, he needs to go back to being the man. I think that after the TCU game, if you would have asked, even though Will played incredibly well in the first half of that TCU game, uh-huh. I think people were still pretty solidly. You know, it's. That's great and all, but let's get let's get Adrian back in there. But then when 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 Will goes in and absolutely torches Oklahoma State, now we kind of understand that this Oklahoma State team, whatever has happened, is not a a regular Oklahoma State team in, in their current state. Uh, there was definitely a, a fair amount of fan support that was like, you know what, it's the Adrian story has been great. It's been great yeah. for him. It's, he's going to get to go to a bowl game for the first time in, in his college career. He's had, you know, he's been able to have so much different kinds of success that he wasn't able to have in Nebraska. But is he going to be the one that can take K State to the promised land? I can get K State to the Big Twelve Championship game. And on Saturday, I think that for the first half, I think a lot of those guys were probably proven correct, and that you know. It was not looking super great for Adrian, but he comes out in the second half, really has a nice half aside from the fumble. He ends up with over 300 yards passing, which was a high for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he had the one bad interception at the end of the first half. Um, I, I, I still, if, if it's up to me, I, I still think that he has it in him to win these next three games. I think that he is. Uh, he has the tools needed to pull that off. But it definitely, after Oklahoma State, there were definitely a lot of fans that were like, well, I mean, we we have a lot of options right now. Maybe we should maybe we should see if Will can, can do one more game. But I, I did, unless Adrian gets hurt, I don't think that's the plan. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be uh, – it's, it, it's played out in such an interesting fashion. Uh, talking to Tim Everson, who covers Kansas State – for the Manhattan uh, Mercury, boy, Kleiman is such an interesting story. I mean, uh, did, did was he did he exceed even folks' expectations when he came in? Did he have to kind of grow into the job? Obviously, he had so much incredible success at a lower level, at the FCS level. Did it, did day one did it seem like in covering him that hey, this guy's totally ready, or has he kind of had to grow into this? Because it is a different level, and it's in, and you're facing a different level of opponents week in, week out. What what has that growth been like with him, or was he, was he the exact same guy that he is today when he first showed up in Manhattan? Well, it, it 
I think he is. I mean, for for the most part, I, he's definitely grown some. Um, it was kind of an interesting situation because he gets there his first year. Uh, he gets K State back to a bowl game after they they missed the last two years under under Coach Snyder or less than one year. Um, they lose the bowl game, but everyone's still feeling pretty good. And then COVID hits, and the COVID year was very tough on K State, very tough on Climbing. There were, uh, you know, just the the regular issues that everyone had to deal with. There were separate locker room issues uh, that were difficult. And it, it it really kind of spiraled, and that was and they missed the bowl game that year. Last year, it seemed that they got things on track. They solved the locker room issues fairly fairly well. Things uh, ran more smoothly. Skylar Thompson was able to stay healthy for the majority of the season, and and so this year has been kind of the first building year uh for climate after after having to go through the COVID year. And so I think K State fans are, are still very happy with with climate and they uh are excited to kind of see where he's going to take them. He's been able to pull in some fairly solid recruits uh so far, especially locally in the state of Kansas. Guys that Bill Snyder for whatever reason would miss on he, he would have trouble keeping the, the 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 very top kids in the state of Kansas around, and so wins like that, in addition to just doing well on the field, uh, he's he's solidifying himself pretty well. I think that he's short of being poached by a by a larger program, and who mm-hmm. knows who or how that could happen. But uh, I, you know, I think yeah. he's. He's going to be here for the long haul if K-State fans have said anything to say about it. Yeah, we wanted to see how he was going to do in Neil Brown, West Virginia, and they seem to be going in the opposite direction. And uh, yes. and obviously, Kleiman's going in the right direction. Deuce has to be, Deuce Vaughn, by the way, has to be licking his chops. The Bears, uh, who've been good on defense at times, been a little up and down, but Eric Gray and some of the Sooners did move the ball on them, so... It'll be uh, it'll be a fascinating matchup, I think, in, in in a lot of ways. And both these teams have had some good moments. Bears certainly headed in the right direction, and you know both teams still have hopes of uh, of being able to play for a conference championship. So everything's uh, out there in front of them. And uh, so anyway, be prepared. By the way, we're all supposed to wear uh, the at least Baylor fans. You don't have to do this, but uh, all black. A blackout, okay? And it, as true Baptists, we're arguing about it because the students want to do it, but they don't feel the universities behind them in that. So we're we're not on the same page in this blackout. But uh, those those things do always kind of look interesting at night and look kind of fun. But uh, Tim, good to visit with you. I've been excited to catch up with you, and uh, and uh, I knew you'd bring some great uh, insight and. Uh, I'll uh, I'll look for you in the press box on uh, Saturday night. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Nice, nice talking to you, and look forward to meeting you in person on Saturday. You bet. There he goes, Tim Everson from the Manhattan Mercury, and uh, boy, he and he and uh, one of his uh, colleagues they cover it all: men's, women's basketball, Kansas football. That's one of the great things about being at a college uh, town newspaper. Same thing with the Waco trip. Those guys, Bryce and. John, man, they cover a little bit of everything. 
and uh, uh, when it comes to uh, Baylor, when it comes to Kansas State. So lots of fun there. Okay. We're going to.